This is Generation Justice. I'm Brennan Olivier. And I'm Kenya Alonso. Generation Justice is a multimedia movement to train youth to harness the power of media for social change. This past summer, the annual Mujeres Activas in Letras y Cambio Social Summer Institute took place at the University of New Mexico. The theme of this year's Summer Institute was Honoring Our Intersectionality, Our Migration Roots and Routes. Tonight, we bring you the indigenous shifts of resistance and healing, which was the plenary at the Institute. During the panel, these inspirational speakers share their own history and a message on the importance of indigenous cultural values and survival. We bring you all this after our song, Ideologies by Nero Waves. People have been brutalized by their own governmental system, by its governmental policies that should debate whether a human should either be killed for what action it represents. Mujeres Activas en Letras y Combio Social, or MELCS, is a national organization of Chicano, Afro, Asian, Latina, Indigenous women, trans, and gender non-confirming people. Malx represents and supports these groups and communities, as well as institutions of higher learning. The Institute was a safe and supportive space with performances, lectures, workshops, and activities that honors people's intersectionality. During the panel, Indigenous Shifts of Resistance and Healing, the speakers talked about where they come from and where they plan to go. The panel included Maddie Jim from First Nations Community Health Source, Radmila Cody, an activist, organizer, and Grammy-nominated non- musician. Shashyazi, a lead consultant of Eagle Evolution, and Dr. Yolanda Tiran Maigua, an advisor for the Indigenous Institute of the Americas. Introducing the speakers is moderator Renee Gray from the UNM LGBTQ Resource Center. Yate, she Renee Gray and she ki anin shlons askiri bashishin. Thank you. Uh, what I just said was basically my clan system, and that's um, how we identify kinship with one another, especially to those who are Navajos. And so we're able to build that um, friendship and as well as clanship. And so without further ado, we announce the panel here, and we are excited to have this very wonderful and powerful panel of indigenous people and organizers. And so. Each panelist will introduce themselves and the work they do. I have the honor of introducing Maddie Jim. Yate, She Maddie Jim, and She Nasht Ejidan and Shlon Kia Ani Bashashin, Tobahadasha Che Dotsana Jinni Dashanale, Eight Awe Danen Shlon, Adotsana Ashton, the Aisidit Nasha. Good afternoon, I'm Maddie Jim. I'm of, I'm of the Zuni people clan, born for the Tower and House people clan. I'm originally from a place called Sanaustin, where my grandmother grew up and also I grew up, and that's how I identify as a Navajo person. I currently work for First Nations Community Health Source, and I am a supervisor for HIV prevention programs. And I oversee four programs working with indigenous people and doing HIV testing and also doing um, prevention work within our communities. I also am an activist, advocate, trainer, consultant. 
Um, among other things, I'm a board member for the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico, and that is our drop-in center here in Albuquerque that helps um, our trans individuals who do need help, like with bus passes or even just a drop-in center to rest. I've done a lot of work within our communities. I started activism work years ago when I first got sober in 1996, I believe. I've been sober 20 years, so thank you. I've been, I've, I've been fortunate enough to get on that path, and I never realized that I'd be sitting up here doing the work that I do and talking about the work that I do. The inspiration, the empowerment, and just continuing to work with my population and also being that mentor, leader, and role model for other, other trans native youth who are in the community. My work continues. I'm still ongoing. I'm still on that path. So there's many more things and opportunities that are still to come. So I look forward to that. And that's who I am. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Um, do Shinella Rene Lohia Hadona and Shinigi Yat Air, Shkashin Net, Hahasinlo Hadona and Shinigi eight last chinchle, Nakitla Bashishi, Nakedene, Dashiche, Nakitla Edashinello, could our eight sunchle. I do tizzy holiare, you see that Nasha. I call by Hensen, called deed Hilhonchloni, and Sago, Hahak, Hagodasha don't need to give. I am of the Red Bottom People Clan, born for the African American. My maternal clans are of the Mexican clan, and my paternal clans are of the African American, and this is how I identify myself as a woman from Loop, Arizona. Uh, it's near our sacred mountain, Jumadago Islit, or San Francisco Peaks. And there I was brought up by my grandmother, who is no longer with us today. But I speak out as a survivor of abuse, um, abuse and violence. And so a lot of my advocacy work surrounds the issue of, of abuse and violence. And now I'm venturing more into, as I'm becoming more knowledgeable about colonization and understanding that violence is, is the, the basis, and basis of colonization, that it's common thread, this is that thread that we deal with on so many various layers of oppression. I do a campaign every year under the theme strong spirit life is beautiful not abusive and this campaign sheds awareness on teen dating violence back home on the Navajo Nation and of course um, off the Netra and so I work a lot with the youth but have been focusing a lot more on our relatives on the border town streets of Albuquerque and Gallup and Flagstaff and Farmington area as they continue to deal with border town violence. And for me, I'm just kind of, you know, everywhere as, you know, as I try to make myself accessible to, to the community and, and also continue to learn about these various issues that we continue to deal with as indigenous people. My name is Shashyaja, which translates to everybody can say it all together as one little bear. So everybody can say, aww. <laughs> so I come from the bear clan, born by the folded arm people. And both of my grandfathers are um, from the Mexican clan. And 
I was raised in the Four Corners area, a place called Hofano, and um, this beautiful mountain, one of our sacred mountains, called Zithnaudithli. So my father's side of the family caretakes for that mountain over there. And then my mother was over the hill near Carson. So we were raised on the reservation. I was raised with um, my grandparents. And the last one of the bunch to experience no plumage electricity. One thing that I ask people to do when I do circles or facilitate is I ask them to leave their ego, E-G-O, not your eagle, but your ego, <laughs> your, your E-G-O at the door um, because it's not needed here because we're all together. We're all trying to support each other in many directions that we work on and come across on this Turtle Island. So, um, so you'll see me doing a lot of different aspects of that. We can dive into it more later. Thank you. I am Yolanda Teran from Ecuador, from the Quechua Nation, from South America. In my culture, in the, in the Quechua Nation, every person, the new person, the new child, comes together with a star and a mission. And the elders of, from my community, from the first moment that they saw me, they told my parents that I will be using my mouth really to educate the people and to save my people and to fight for the rights of my people. So in that moment, my parents, maybe they didn't understand what the elders were saying. As indigenous person, I was educated to understand the life in a holistic way. From my experience, I could say that um, we need to work as indigenous peoples at different levels, at local, national, and international levels. And in doing that, you, you really need to develop different tools in order to understand the situations and to look for the solutions. But our strength is coming for, from our spirituality. Usually, before doing anything, we pray, we make offerings, and we ask the Creator for guide. Uh, right now, the internet is helping us to be connected. So our life is very complicated. The, it's difficult still for people, for civil society, to understand that all of us are equal. We need more policies. We need to create more conscience on the society, even in, within our indigenous peoples. With our youth also, we need to work more. And so we really need to, to be together. So I, I would like to stop there. Thank you. We will hear more from our panelists after some music. The song is called Aboriginal by Frank Wong. Look at all the brown, look around at the whole thing. If your skin is brown, then you're down for the old pain. Look at all the brown, look around at the whole thing. If your skin is brown, then you're down for the old pain. Here again are Maddie Jim, Radmila Cody, Shashjauzi Charlie, and Dr. Yolanda Tiran Magua with moderator Renee Gray. 
moving along to our questions. Part of our theme for this year's MOGS conference is Roots and Routes. Would you speak to the ways in which your roots have led you down the path you now follow in your activism and other work? For me, I think I had to relearn my roots and also my routes. I look back at my childhood and culture and heritage was a great part of my life growing up. And going to school, elementary, mid-school, and high school, I realized as an adult, when I look back, as part of that colonization that was happening to me. And also experiencing discrimination, ignorance, and phobia in schools. So I had to reflect back after high school on where I grew up, how I grew up, and also the education that was instilled. Everything that I learned from the books was not what I really know as an adult. So going back to my roots, going back to my culture, my tradition, my heritage, learning about my language. After high school, when I started working at a nursing home, the population was predominantly Navajo elders who were staying at this nursing home. And I'm so grateful and thankful that they're the ones who really instilled in me my language, my culture, my heritage, and the history of our people. And working there for 10 years, I took in as much as I could of what they had taught me, and I would ask questions among them. Um, there were certain things that they would talk about within the native GLBT community in, before colonization. They would talk about how we were still around, how we are a part of our culture and our history, we're part of our, the creation stories, we're part of, of history within our communities. So for me, in my own journey, I had to relearn a lot of things, and I'm so grateful that I started doing Doing that. To this day, I'm relearning the songs, I'm, I'm learning more of my language, I'm talking more in my language to people and others, and it makes me feel good that I could address a group of people in my own language and understanding the prayers, understanding the songs, understanding when people talk to me in that good way. And it's empowering to know that those are my roots and that's where I come from. So I'm really proud of where I come from. I'm proud of where I grew up. My history in growing up, I've learned to go from a Western view to a traditional concept. And a lot of that I look back on. I use that with all of the work that I do now because it makes me who I am and it's really empowered me to be who I am. Yeah, Shanela. Um, my grandmother only spoke and understood the Diné language. And so that was our source of communication. So I grew up speaking Navajo as my first language. So for me, it's, you know, she really, my grandmother emphasized the importance of ke, and ke is knowing your clans, your extended clans, and your relation, relation to all that we coexist with in this, in this world. And so when we introduced ourselves to you, we established that ke, we established that kinship, because it's never just about you, and that's the teaching. You know, you never say shh, 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 which is just me, 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 me. And you look at how things are in our society, this Western society that we live in seems to be more individualistic. Speaking from a Diné society, it's more communal, and it's, it's about you and everything that is an extension of who you are. I'm very grateful that I'm rooted you know, in that way. And my grandmother was, was a traditionalist, uh, and she eventually became a Christian. And I would go to church with her, and I just never could understand the, the being in church because all I ever heard were, were hate speeches. And so I would sit there as a kid and wonder to myself, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> because all they did in, in these churches back home was talk down on traditions 
and the people who carried on those traditions. We were always threatened that we would go to hell if we were not converted into that religion. And for us as Dine people, it's not our religion, it's our way of life. So there's a huge difference when we wake up every morning and we go out and we offer our prayers to the holy people and request of them their blessings each and every day so that we can walk through this world to the best of our ability despite that we may make mistakes in our lives so that we can walk this road of longevity in beauty before us, behind us, below us, above us, around us, and through the words that we share with those that we come in contact with. And that's what we strive for every day. Just like what my sister said here, we were raised and we grew up, we have to fight every single day, every single moment, every single second. I was honored to be able to do a lot of work down in South and Central America, bringing in that eagle and that condor together. It's no separation. My sisters and brothers who are down in South and Central America, rooted, connected, indigenous, aspects of how they connect to land. There's no way that we can do the work that we do, the work that you do without your root and the blood that runs through your body. And God rest her soul, who raised me, also understood waking up in the morning, greeting that sun, and we will always watch her, what's grandma doing, what's grandma doing? And going to church. You know, when I was in South and Central America, building that connection with the um, United Nations, you know, it is important to be at these different aspects, local, global, national, all these pieces. But if you're not rooted to where you come from and you get the prayers that you need to keep that fire going and come home and plug in, it's important for that. And one of the things that they always said, yeah, they built the church on top of the pyramids. They literally did. So how do we get in there and hold this other aspect? By empowering ourselves, by making our beautiful spirit shine. Wake up in the morning, I do this. I look in the mirror and I say, thank you for waking up. I love you, Shashyaja. We done good. Now, what do we need to do? You gotta start hearing your own self and your own spirit and where you need to go. I always tell people, you are your healer. Say, Anne, you, you're the one, the roots. Only you can make it happen. One of the biggest things that I always carry is from Chief Joseph. The longest journey we'll ever take in our life is from our mind to our heart. That's the longest journey we'll ever take. Being rooted is key and important. I would like to say, in my case, my parents, they were living in in an um, indigenous community. But then, because of the alcoholism, they decided just to move to another place. And I see that it was a wise decision to go to the north of Ecuador, to San Gabriel. So I was born in a city which is not indigenous. You could imagine the problems that I faced when I was little. And I grew up in an environment where my mother, she was uh, very humble, and she keeps uh, speaking the Quechua language. And my father, he spoke a very good Spanish. And he tried all of us to learn Spanish because in, with that, we will be able to go to school. My parents also, they play a crucial role in my education, no? my grandparents also. When my father saw these differences and when he was aware that all my family, my maternal family, 
oh, paternal family was going to push me to be married, he decided really to invest in my education. So every morning, he took me with him for walking, for conversing, for having a dialogue, and he was teaching me that I need to gain strength because it's not going to be easy in my life. But you have to really pray and ask, what is your mission? And why you are here? And what is your link with your community? And also you have to sit down alone inside the Mother Earth and ask her, please, I need your guide, I need your help. Give me a signal, what I'm going to do. And I had a message that I have to be working for education. I see the, the, the times are changing now, are changing. In that, I see a hope for social justice, for equity, for inclusion, and for truly respect. I would like to stop, to stop there. Thank you. Thank you to our speakers for sharing their routes to their roots. You know, I go to NACA, and what Maddie Jim is talking about connects with NACA's goals of creating a community of urban natives who remain connected to their roots. I relate to what Maddie Jim said about working towards becoming decolonized. Growing up in a city while being an indigenous person was difficult due to the lack of seeing my own culture around me. As a child, I never bothered learning any of the Diné language. I thought English was the only way to communicate. But now that I am older and more aware of how I've been colonized, I am now on my own route to decolonizing myself. Thank you for sharing your story, Kenya. Now we have a song that really connects to this message. It's Women Revolution by Blue King Brown featuring Queen Africa. <laughs> again are our panelists with our final thoughts on indigenous shifts of resistance and healing. After hearing everybody speak and, and what we're talking about, I think two things really popped into my head is learning how to decolonize and the word relearn. And I think for me, that's most empowering for me uh, as myself and, and empowering myself to do these things. I'm thankful and fortunate to be doing that. And also was, didn't thank you for inviting me to the panel. And I really, really appreciate that. And for everybody in here who's doing the work that we're doing or speaking up, speaking out, continue to do that. And to my, my fellow panelists, thank you for your, your knowledge and your words because we do learn something new every day. And I think those two words really stick out for me is decolonize and relearn. And that's what empowers me. I would like to say that the survival of indigenous peoples mm, demands every day fighting, every day thinking, feeling, explaining the people who we are, asking for our place. To have full and effective participation in any meeting or in any activity, what we ask uh, the world, 
not only here, but in the world, just to see us as human beings. We are also, we have intelligence, we are able to do things, we are responsible people, we have knowledge, we have sciences. We have been here for so many, many, many years. Uh, to, uh, I would like to say that for us, for indigenous peoples, it's very important the land, territories, and waters, that uh, we are the traditional owners of those uh, lands and territories. And that the land is so important for us because this is the fundamental base for the development of our life and cultural diversity. So also I would like to say that as indigenous peoples, we have individual and collective rights. And so that there is an international instrument, it is the Declaration of the United Nations for the Indigenous Peoples' Human Rights that we need to use every time in order to defend our activities and our life. And also I would like to say to all of you that we also we need to, to be working together. We need to cooperate each other because doing that we will get great things done for the benefit of the whole humanity, for the students here, for this community of, of Albuquerque and wherever we are. Thank you. We all know that this decolonization process is a, life, a lifelong process because it is a mental, physical, and spiritual process. But I think we should always question you know, our ideals and perceptions of how we go about and organizing and, and presentations within our communities because we're still learning. You know, we're all still learning and, and, and growing and allowing ourselves to, to be open to all the healthy and progressive possibilities that will only assist in creating an equal, inclusive, just, and respectful society for all of us to, to live freely in. I think I, one thing I do have to say to Malks and, and, and the, this conference is thank you for allowing the indigenous representation to be here today and to, and to, and to share. And so one of the things that I saw in the uh, LGBTQ Resource Center was a poster that said, love. And I love it. <laughs> and I, if I'm correct on, on how it was defined was, L was for listen, right? And O, observe. And V, validate. And E, engage. And I thought that was beautiful. And so for us, love is a yo, o, o, ne. And it's a very powerful emotion, very beautiful, powerful emotion. But that's all my grandmother ever gave me, you know, and it was love. So thank you. Again, a huge thanks to moderator Renee Gray and speakers Maddie Jim, Radmila Cody, Shash Yazi, and Dr. Yolanda Tiran Maigwa. I just want to say that what Dr. Yolanda speaks about is so deep and meaningful. What she says is true. When you're an indigenous person, you fight every day just for your existence. It's hard and all around the world, other indigenous people need to work together to survive. What Dr. Yolanda said about working together as indigenous people to get a desired result is true. 
I connected with what she is saying because at NACA, we put on the first annual Indigenous Youth Conference, and it took all of our group to put it on and get a space for it to be held. Thank you for sharing your thoughts, Brennan. Now, we have another song. This is Strengthen Your Mind by Desiree. It's calendar time, and we have some great events to share. The panel we just heard from spoke about resistance, and our first calendar event actually is all about resistance and resilience. On Monday, October 12th, there will be the March for Indigenous Peoples Day of Resistance and Resilience. For Indigenous people, celebrating Columbus Day is like celebrating the death and disappearance of Native people's lands and their traditions. The march is a call to all people to unite and celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day of Resistance and Resilience. The march is against border town violence, government and corporate plunder of sacred lands and water, and the continued violation of treaties and Indigenous human rights. The march will be October 12th at 5 o'clock on Central and 1st Street. For more information, call the Red Nation at 505-670-1110. There is another protest coming up next week. It is a protest against Roland Emmerich's Stonewall the movie. Kenya, can you tell me more about why people are protesting the movie? Well, the 1969 Stonewall riots was a key moment in the gay liberation movement. But this movie changed some important facts and whitewashed the movie. Really? How so? Well, the movie shows the key players in the movement as white men, when in reality, it was actually Marsha P. Johnson, a transgender woman of color, who first took a stand against the police and started everything. So the movie ignored the fact that it was men and women of color who participated in this pivotal part of history. That is why the protests will be on Saturday, September 26th at 11.30 a.m. at Century 14 downtown. Thank you for sharing, Kenya. You know, after that, there is another event on September 26th. Yes. It is the Southwest Organizing Project's 2015 Chili Harvest Fiesta. This year's theme is honoring women of the movement. The fiesta will honor growers as well as reflect on the many women in the social justice movement. There will be music, poetry, and of course, some delicious chili and a chili stew cook-off. The event will be on Saturday, September 26th from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Southwest Organizing Project at 211 10th Street. For more information, call 505-247-8832. That is all for our community calendar. We have another great song for you all. Here is JB, the First Lady, with If You Want It, You Got It.
If you want it, if you want it, you got it. If you want it, if you want it, you got it. You got the library. Well, we have reached the end of our show. We would like to thank everyone who made this show possible. Thank you to the panelists on the Indigenous Shift of Resistance and Healing panel. Maddie Jim, Radmila Cody, Shaz Yazi, Dr. Yolanda Tedan, Maigua, and the moderator, Renee Gray. Also, thank you to Mujeres Activas and Letras y Combio Social and the 2015 Albuquerque Organizing Committee for bringing such an amazing event to our city. Production assistance for tonight's program came from Tamara Kalake, Christina Rodriguez, Polly Denetclaw, Alden Bruce, Camaria Umi, George Luna Pina, Roberta Rael, and Melissa Harris. And last but certainly not least, much appreciation to all of our youth members here at Generation Justice. We couldn't do what we do without you. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and much, much more. Our podcasts are now available on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcasts. We're also active on social media. So like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter tweet, tweet. and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Con Alma Health Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I'm Kenya Alonzo. And I'm Brennan Olivier. Coming up next is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us again next Sunday at 7 o'clock. She sits on a hill behind her childhood home and stares onto the land of freedom.